I guess if you're hearing me, you're hearing me that everything is okay, but have God first. And it's okay to be distracted, and it's okay to be disturbed, and it's okay to be challenged in your meditation, to sit and be still, and to be quiet, and to be focused. It's okay, because that's a part of the way of this world. But eventually, you will begin with time and discipline to begin to rise above all of that. It will drop away, and your attention on God will be long-term rather than short-term in the moment. And you will begin to find that that which is the soul essence that has been trapped in the physical body as you hold your attention here at the seat of the soul and just loving God here at the seat of the soul first, that all your awareness, all your attention will come to a point at that divine place inside of you that is God dwelling within you. And you will wake up in a way that you've never come awake before. And you will be aware as you've never been aware before. And you will begin to live life differently at that moment. Your life will be changed. You will begin to live as that living, loving essence. Now, I wish I could say from that point on, your life is transformed. There's no more problems. Everything drops away. All this money comes into your life. And voila. You live happily ever after. Well, this isn't a fairy tale. This isn't about living happily ever after at this level. It's about waking up to life eternal and living in the awareness of the eternal truth, which is God's loving. So we've got to let go of all those fantasies that the world plays on us and tries to distract us with all the belief systems, and just hold our attention into that loving and let loving begin to transform us inside and outside and then let loving draw to us whatever the loving has for us to have an experience to wake up into the greater knowing of loving in God. And it will also draw us to things in this creation or in the realms of spirit, an out-of-body journey or out-of-body awareness so that we have greater experience to open ourselves to the greater flow of loving. So be aware that meditation is not about living happily ever after at this level because this body is going to die. It's not going to live happily forever and more some. It has a time limit to it because it is a part of the realms of time and space. But your soul is not. Your soul does not even dwell in the realms of time and space right now. It dwells within the realms of spirit, which is permanent, which is ongoing, which is never-ending. It never had a beginning, and it never has an ending. And until you get there, that's the enigma that you have to look at and try to figure out. There's no way to understand. There's no way to understand the timeless, timelessness of God, the ongoingness of the Spirit that is loving when we are referencing to it from a place of time and space 
that has limitations, that has a beginning and the end. So be aware that this journey that you're on is not a journey like going to Los Angeles or New York. Yes, we have a destination. And yes, we have a direction. But this is a journey that very few people have ever walked. And this is a journey that we have to find someone in the world that has the roadmap, that has the understanding of the direction and how to get there. There's very few people in the world that know how to truly directly go inside and get to God. There's a lot of people in the world that either know how to get to Los Angeles or to New York or can get you to a map or get you to an airport or get you somewhere so you can get there. And I'll dare say that it's easier to get on a plane or get in a car or even walk from here to Los Angeles than it is to sit down and close your eyes and hold your attention for 30 minutes on loving God and opening to receive God's loving. It really is. It's easier to go and walk step by step. And there are people that would do that before they'll ever sit down and do a meditation. Why is that? Because the mind is ever calling us outside. The mind is ever telling us it's out here somewhere. If I just find my soulmate, if I find that church, if I find that teaching, if I find that money, if I find whatever, out here I will have it all. And that's what we have to pay attention to and be aware of and not get caught up in. Because the mind will tell you, it's not inside, don't sit down, it's in Los Angeles. I know the street, if you'll just get up and get out to Los Angeles, we'll find God out there. No, no, I'm sorry, it isn't here in Los Angeles, it's in the Himalayas. But now that we're in Los Angeles, it's going to be easier to get to the Himalayas, we're almost there. Let's go to the Himalayas. We get to the top of the mountain, it goes, well, oh no, it's not on this mountain, it's on the top of a mountain in the Alps, that's right, it's moved. It's ever seeking it out there. There's always the next place to go, the next place it resides. But in truth, all the great mystics, all the great teachers have said one thing, go within. To thine own self be true. It means to find that self, to know that self, and to be true to that self first, which resides inside. So you don't have to go to India, you don't have to go to Egypt, you don't have to go to New York, you don't have to go anywhere. It's not in this building, it's not in any church, it's not in any person in the sense of your salvation, your awakening into the divine knowing of who you are as soul. It's inside of you. But the wonderful thing is that when you wake up, into that divine knowing inside yourself, you're going to look out here and you go, oh my God, God's everywhere. Why didn't I see that before? It's because we can only see that which we can behold within ourselves. And that's a real statement of truth. 
that if we begin to understand and live, we do begin to walk a different path, a different journey. We see God in us, and we'll begin to see God in everything out here, in everyone and in everything, in everything, inanimate, adamate, everything. But until we wake up into the divine knowing of ourselves, we're not going to see the divine in everyone. And so I dare say, we can walk up to somebody who is awake to God, who knows God, who is in loving with God, and who is living that every day, in every moment, in every breath, and not know that that's who they are or how they're living their lives. Many great mystics in this world who have lived such a life, awaken to the divine knowing of God, walks through the world, Unknown. People do not know who these people are. They do not sense it. They do not see it. Because remember, I said, the loving that I'm talking about is very neutral. It doesn't have an essence to it of emotion, of body, of mind, that people caught up in this world can attach to, can sense, can feel, can be attracted to. If anything, sometimes they're actually repelled from it. And oftentimes, people that do live in that divine loving essence, these great mystics, have been judged, have been crucified, have been boiled in oil, have been skinned alive, have been all kinds of different tortures to put them to death because of the fear that they create in others, because they are so different, because they are so neutral, because they are so caring because they are so accepting of anything and everything. Jesus walked among the lepers, among the prostitutes, among the taxpayers, and among the nobles, and among those of the Jewish faith that were the head of the temples, the priest. He saw everyone as the same, everyone as the divine spark of God living, dwelling, manifesting, experiencing. But they who did not know and understand and live that truth inside themselves judged him because he did walk and eat with the taxpayers and the prostitutes and the lepers and all those that the Sanhedrin's and the Pharisees and the priests of the temple judged and pushed aside. So let that be an example of you here in the world and how to live today. Accept everyone just as they are and allow them to live the life that they want to live so that they have their lessons experienced and learned to grow and to move on. And in accepting them and allowing that, you have accepted certain things inside yourself that you may not even be aware of that allows you to grow even further. And by letting go of your judgments of others, 
You begin to let go of judgments of yourself in those areas. And it's amazing the levels that we have inside of ourselves of separation. Separation from ourselves, the true self, and the separation from God of all things. And so in meditation, you will find at times you will be moving inward and upward and you'll find those moments where you're really focused and you're really free and you're really joyful and you can sense the loving and then all of a sudden you hit that wall, you hit that ceiling, you hit something and it just seems to stop you and you don't know where to go and you don't know how to move forward and you want to pull back because you don't know what that is. Love whatever that is that's stopping you. Love it. Honor it. Accept it. Place God into it. And it will cooperate with you or it will leave. It will just leave. It will dissolve. It will depart. I don't know what it will do, but it won't stay in your way. And you can keep going forward. But the moment you begin to focus on what is stopping you and you put your attention there, whatever it is that stopped you may have been just a little flimsy veil of curtain in your consciousness. But now as you give it more and more attention, it begins to get thicker and heavier and begins to become a real barrier for you because that's where your attention is, is going. That's where your energy is going. Hold your attention on God and love everything that is between you and the Lord. Love it all. Love your judgments. Love your fears. Love it all. Layer by layer. Part by part. Love it all. And there's a lot between you and the Lord. Believe me. And you don't want to stop at every one of those things that come up and try to figure it out. Try to understand it. Are you part of this life? Are you from another lifetime? What are you? Is, did, did, did I get this from you? My mother, my father, who is, you know, that's the game of the world. And there are groups in the world that play that game as a, as a part of the path back into their liberation. But it doesn't really work. I wish it did. I'd be teaching it here if it really worked. But that's a game of the mind. That's one of the distractions that the mind will put upon you. All these techniques, all these rituals, all these ways will get you to God. I've done a lot of those things just out of experimentation, just to see. I know the way home to God. I know the path. I know what that looks like. But I, just as I'm experimenting in meditation now, I've experimented with a lot of these things just to see, do they work? Are they valid? Is it something that I would want to incorporate into my ritual, my daily life, my meditation, whatever it is that I want to bring in? Is this a part of what I want to do? And all I found is that it distracts me from my truth of loving. It holds my attention on these elements of this level and this law that they create to get liberated, and it doesn't allow me to hold my attention on God and loving God first. Have no other gods before God. 
I want to say, have no other gods before me, but then it makes it sound like I'm saying I'm God. But that's how it says in the Bible. So have no other gods before God. Not ritual, not belief systems, not feelings, not people, not possessions, not desires, not wants, not needs, not judgments, nothing. And believe me, they're all inside there and they're just waiting for you to come up and to begin to play with them so that they can play with you. And when you begin to wake up and when you begin to move out of the body, sometimes fear will come up and say, what are you doing? If you get out of the body, you're going to die. Don't do that. And so you rush back into the body and go, oh, okay, I won't. I don't want to die. If you begin to find yourself truly beginning to lift out of the body, relax. Just breathe in and out and just relax into the movement that is taking place. And hold your attention upon that light and the sound, the grace of the Holy Spirit. Hold your attention there on that sacred name of God or that action of loving God. And just allow yourself to expand and to open and to move into this next phase of your journey home to God. And if you find you're sitting in meditation and all of a sudden all this awareness, all this loving begins to flood into you at the seat of the soul, allow the awareness, allow the experience, allow it to come into you. Don't hold it back. Allow it in and allow yourself to have the greater awareness, the greater expansion into the truth of God and you and you and God and you are one in God. And that will happen. But it's so interesting. For me, it was fear that would hold me from going out. Even though I would often have a spiritual teacher just standing right there going, come on, take my hand, let's go. On the inner levels, there was still this element of fear. At first it wasn't when I was a child and when I was really innocent and young and had no real teachings in the world about things. But then one day I had a friend who told me about a dream that they had. And in the dream they saw themselves leave their body and step aside of their body and they looked back on their body and they thought they were dead. And I said, why did you think you were dead? And they said, well, because my mom told me that that's what happens when you die. That you leave your body and you step out of your body and you look at your body first and then you go on. And I said, but you're not dead, are you? And she said, no, I'm not. I'm still here. But that created a fear in me. And that very night, I'm laying in bed and the teacher's standing there ready to take me out, and I'm going, no, no, I'm not going to go. I don't want to die. <laughs> so I do know that there is that element of fear that resides in us about leaving the body. Let that be okay. Love it, honor it, accept it. But don't let it stop you. Find your way to expand and breathe beyond it. And that which wants to come in Oftentimes what stops us from 
allowing that element of loving, of grace, of compassion, of forgiveness, of understanding, of wisdom, of truth to come in is our unworthiness. We feel unworthy of God's grace, of God's loving, of God's truth. We feel unworthy. Love the unworthiness. Allow it to just be. Don't push it away. Don't judge it. And don't believe it either. Don't live the unworthiness. Say, I love you, unworthiness, and the loving I'm loving you with right now is opening you up to allow this in. Allow me to be one with the Lord and the Lord to be one with me in the fullness. And let that unworthiness be transformed into worthiness. And that worthiness will become an action, a divine action that will create for you an avenue of awareness, an avenue of experience of the divine. So in this sharing tonight, I hope I'm answering some of your questions, your fears, your doubts, your wonders, so that you can begin to sit and do a more focused meditation, a more loving meditation, and allow yourself to experience it all, your humanness at this level and the divine that you really are in spirit. And let it all be okay because your soul needs this physical body to have experience here. So you want to love this physical body. You want to honor it but you don't want to pay attention to it while you're focusing your loving on God. In that moment, you want to wake up into the divine that you are, into the soul that you are, into the spirit of God in you. Awake there and not in the physical to really be able to be with the Lord and to worship God. In John, John says, God is spirit. To truly worship God, be in the spirit, for God is of spirit. And that's the truth. So we want to go into the soul. We want to wake up into the spirit of ourselves that is God dwelling within us. And there, then, we truly can worship God. And what is worship? I love you, Lord. I love you. And I'm opening to receive your loving. That's worship. Why do people go to synagogue, to church, to temple, to mosque, all around the world? It's to go and, in essence, to love God and to prove their love to God. Well, I came today. Oh, Lord, put me down for today. I love you. Bye. And off they go. They go seeking love or they go to earn God's love to make the sacrifice to plead for God's love well this isn't about sacrifice or pleading or proving or demonstrating your love at this level there's another statement in the Bible that says it's not what you do with the body it's what you do in the body that matters. 
So what you do with this body, wherever you take it, whatever you do with it, during the day, during the night, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it will not get you to heaven. And it will not get you to hell. It doesn't matter. But what you do in the body does matter. Now, what do you do in that body of yours? Well, I judge, I condemn, I fear, I resist. What else do you do in your body? Lust, hate, greed, envy, complain, anger, frustration, my goodness, is there enough room in there? <laughs> How do you get all that in there? So it's what you do in the body that matters. So in your meditation is where we begin to do the change. And then we take that into our daily life. We go in there and we begin to forgive. We begin to accept. And we begin to be in loving with all that is in there. And to begin to bring all that into neutrality that way. And we begin to discover the power of our own soul that is the creative power. We have created a mess inside. We have created a hell inside for many of us. And then we walk around all day going, why the hell am I having to go through this? Why am I in this hell? Because somewhere, sometime in this lifetime or another, we have created this inside. And it is for us to go inside and to bring it all into balance, into loving, into neutrality. So it's not what you do with the body. It doesn't matter if you fast if you do penance with the body, if you kneel down and pray to God with the physical form, it doesn't matter. But it does matter if you go inside and begin to share your loving inside with God. God inside you, right here at the seat of the soul. And anything that comes up in the way, you just say, God bless you, I love you, God loves you. Enter into the journey of loving or just go away. And you begin to get that all aligned and balanced inside. And then you aren't living in the hell. You're beginning to live in the peace. It's not heaven, but it's the peace. It's the joy. It's the grace. It's the compassion. It's the loving that is God in you beginning to come alive in you, inside. Not with the body, but in the body. And then that begins to radiate out into all levels of your life, including into the body. But it's still not what you do with the body that matters. Except for one thing. There's one thing that you have to do with the body in order to truly wake up into the greater knowing. Now, you can do all this other I've talked about in the sense of working that inner process of forgiveness, of acceptance, just in your daily life as you walk around. You can bring a lot of that into balance. 
And you can go and you can love all those in the world that you've hated, that you've judged, that you've feared, that you've condemned, or that you've created separation with. You can do all that with your eyes open just going through the daily routine. But there's one thing that you can and want to do with your body to have yet greater experience, and that is to put your body in a chair and close its eyes so you can hold your attention into that inner kingdom, inside. It's not about the outer kingdom, it's about the inner kingdom. My Father lives within. Jesus said when Satan tempted him, this isn't my Father's kingdom. I don't care about this. I don't want to rule this kingdom. My Father's the inner kingdom. That's where I live. That's where I dwell. That's where I'm going to ever be. And that's the key for all of us. So, that's a lot of words. And until you sit down and begin really doing it, it's a lot of words. So one thing I would ask you to do, if you don't want to meditate, if you don't understand meditation, if it's foreign to you, let that be okay. Do one thing. When you get up in the morning, not when you're brushing your teeth, not when you're shaving, not when whatever you're doing normally in the morning, in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, but stop, put everything down, and just stand there and look in the eyes of the one in the mirror and just say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I accept you just as you are. I honor you just as you are. I accept you. I honor you. I love you. And I open to live that more with you in this moment. I love you. If you do that, just that, it takes 30 seconds, every day your life will begin to change because that will begin to stir some truth inside of you that will then begin to stir greater truth, greater awareness, greater experience. And it will call you, just as I talked earlier about that longing, that will call forward that longing for God that is God's loving you and that will create you to move into the loving with God. It is just that simple. It is just that easy. Well, how do I get to Los Angeles? That's often the question that will come up, even with a technique that is simple as I just shared. People will go, yeah, but, but how do I get to Los Angeles? What was the address where that, that God guy does, lives? How do I get there? And that's fine too. But there will be a day there will be a lifetime. There will be a place in this creation somewhere where you will finally say, okay, I'm going to sit down and do it. I don't know why, but I know it's not out here now. I've been everywhere 450 times, and I'm kind of tired of seeing it all. Maybe I'll go inside and just see if there's something there. There'll be a day. I know it. 
So be patient with yourself. Be patient in this action. Be patient with the Lord. And in that patience, in that forgiveness, in that acceptance, in that loving, you will find the truth. So, do you have anything to share? I guess not. Our lucky night. <laughs> Man, it's been coming back on me hard. <laughs> I've slowed down my joking around and picking on people, and now I just must have been come receptive to let it in. So, yeah, I deserve so, so that. <laughs> I just love it. I accept it. It'll get you to God faster. <laughs> well, I guess that's it for the night. It's close to 9 o'clock. I didn't realize what time it was even. So thank you all very much. And be aware, the Sunday is not a definite thing yet. We're still in the movement with all that. We'll talk to you all if you call us. Let us follow through with that. And um, we'll let you know our final decision when we get there. So thanks a lot. We'll see you all next Tuesday. <laughs>